The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. What's up, guys? It's Sam introducing to you a new show that we'll have this fall called Behind Enemy Lines. This show is a little bit different. We're going to bring on like-minded fans and journalists of the schools that Virginia Tech will play on Saturdays to talk a lot more than just the game. We're going to talk about traditions, history, their favorite bars and restaurants in their college town, how they feel about the ever-changing landscape of college football as a whole. Really interesting stuff, and it's information that, quite frankly, you're not going to get unless you're talking to the most inside of insiders. And this week, we have those for Old Dominion, the Monarchists. These guys are awesome. They have two shows for Old Dominion Sports, so if you're ever interested in learning about the Monarchs or know someone who is, talk to them about the Monarchists. They have a blog. They have two podcasts. Really great guys. And as always, thank you guys so much for your support. This is year five of the Sons of Saturday, and we are really taking it up a notch with our content. You can check out the website. We'll have recurring daily content on there. Check it out. We work really hard on it, and we thank you so much for all of your support. Also, a big shout out to the 555. You hear all of their songs uh, before Sons of Saturday podcast. Those guys are awesome. They are hokey grads. Give them a shout out if you can. And if you have anything that you would want to hear on this show, any questions you have, we'll be doing this all fall. You can hit me up on Twitter at Sam of Saturday or just hit up the Sons VT account at Sons of Sat VT. Cue the 555. What's up, everyone? It is 7 p.m. in the 757. I'm here in Suffolk, Virginia, not very far away from the campus of the Virginia Tech's first opponent of the 2023 season, the Old Dominion Monarchs. This is the first episode of a new show that we're doing with the Sons of Saturday. It's called Behind Enemy Lines, where we get to learn a little bit more about the opponent, not just the football team, but the culture of the fan base of the school and of the town that they're from. So I'm really excited for this one. I am joined by two of the best covering Old Dominion football, Mike and Aaron of the Monarchists. Guys, thank you so much for joining the first ever Behind Any Line show. Sam, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us, Sam. Yeah, and I'm really excited. So we're going to talk about, you know, not just football, but, you know, the things around Old Dominion football. We're going to talk about traditions, your favorite bars and restaurants in town, uh, what you want other fans to know about your program, how you feel about your program stance in a, in a very crazy and ever-changing college football landscape. But you can't talk Tech and Old Dominion without talking about the previous four matchups of these teams where it has split two and two, the home game winning each. Uh, last year, really tough loss for the Hokies, but a great win for Old Dominion. The Monarchs win 20-17 to 17 in Norfolk in another upset game. I think the coolest part about that, though, was seeing – as much momentum and energy around the Old Dominion program as there was, because Old Dominion is a very young program. What are you guys' thoughts on this series 
in-state rivalry that has kind of started between Tech and Old Dominion? Well, I'm a big fan. Um, obviously, Virginia Tech's kind of been like the flagship of the state for so long that uh, as a young program, it's great to have a measuring stick like Virginia Tech to show the progress we're making. That's kind of where I am on that. It's amazing. I know when the contract was signed, the decade-long contract, I don't think any of us expected to have two wins at this point. So we feel like we're ahead of schedule on that end, but we have to get stuff going when we're not playing Virginia Tech. And that's kind of where uh, we've struggled. We haven't been able to find a consistent quarterback. Our OC has been kind of been a revolving door the last few years. And before that, it was the defensive coordinator. We couldn't figure that out. And then now we have it figured out. And now we can't figure out the offense. So it's it's a very interesting time to be an Old Dominion fan. And I think we finally have the OC and DC combination that we need. But um, playing Virginia Tech, you guys always have a good defense. And we'll find out pretty quickly if the offense is on the right track. Well, Sam, Mike said pretty much everything. So I think the only thing that I really can add here is the series is tied at 2-2 right now. And... I think if you're an Old Dominion fan, if you said that we would have two wins at this point, you're probably not telling the complete truth. I think there's very few people that would have said that uh, before these four games. That being said, uh, I think both teams have a lot of things that are unanswered, a lot of questions going into the season. If somehow Old Dominion can come into Blacksburg and win this, it would be our first FBS road game victory. It would be over Virginia Tech. Um, which would be arguably be the probably most popular team to beat if you're going to beat an FBS team for our fan base. Well, P5 FBS. Yes, thank you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's – I don't think Virginia Tech fans expected to be 2-2 two two at this point, but obviously, you know, uh, the program has kind of hit tough times for what Virginia Tech fans are used to. So I think, you know, it's kind of the combination of right place, right time for Old Dominion, but also a lot of talent. There's some – a lot of guys in the NFL from Old Dominion, they've been putting together a good good roster. Last year, I think probably better than their record injuries really hurt the Monarchs down the stretch. So interested to see what Old Dominion's revamped offense looks like. And of course, uh, anytime you have Henderson playing defensively, you feel like you're going to be able to do some stuff on defense. But let's talk some non-football. Fellas, favorite bar or restaurant in Norfolk, Virginia? There's a lot of there's a lot of hidden gems in Norfolk. Oh, mine is uh, Max Shack. It's actually a bar that's attached to a restaurant and it's only open um, like Thursday through Saturday. It's kind of a long divey bar right on the water. There's a lot of other great bars in Norfolk, but for me, it's in walking distance of my house. They have cheap beer, good craft selections and play good music. That's it for me. Yeah, that's a great choice by Mike. Um, if I'm with my wife, she seems to like to go to Kogan's for pizza these days. But if it's me and just the fellas, it's probably going to be Dirty Buffalo just because I love wings and it's kind of ODU through and through. Yeah, I love that. Kogan's Pizza is a good spot. I Last year before the game, I was at Elation Brewing for some pizza and beer. I will not be going back to Elation Brewing before this game, the, the superstitious fan in me, but that's a very good spot as well. Norfolk, Suffolk, they, they have some hidden gems uh, down here in the Tidewater area. Let's talk about some traditions with Old Dominion. You said it's a very young program, but what is a tradition or something about the history of the program that you guys hold dear to your heart that other fans might not know about? Oh, you want me to go first, Mike? All right. <laughs> well, I know from our tailgating group, kind of a tradition that we've started 
or that we just kind of it just kind of came out of nowhere i guess is our traditional fireball shot before the game we're a little bit superstitious over that as a program um you know it started in 2009 so i think we're still trying to figure out what those traditions are um the monarch march where the the team kind of uh, comes across campus and goes through Coffin Mall on the way to the stadium is probably one that I could think about that is um, the one that I think is the coolest at the moment. Yeah, uh, fireball before the game. We we do it at halftime occasionally when we're losing to try to flip momentum as fans, but uh, that's our tradition, and I, I'm a big fan of that. The Monarch March is fun, is fun but it's kind of at every – college now um i know tennessee does it i'm guessing virginia tech does something similar we got the hokey walk which is really where they just walk from the bus into the stadium to be quite honest with you but it's a thing yeah um kaufman mall before the game is pretty nice setup for for visiting fans um live music beer and food vendors um but traditions there's we're figuring that out Uh, ice cream and cake is very popular and that's it depends yeah. on who you ask if they like it or not. Um, some people love it. Some people hate it. I like it at basketball more, to be honest. It feels more like a basketball thing. It's uh, I, it's fun. I was very confused, I will say, about ice cream and cake at the game last yeah, year. Yeah, I think you're not alone. It, so I guess that's what you're there for. And the players the players <laughs> I mean, tend to like it, too. going to the fourth quarter. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's as long as everyone's having fun. I mean, we had the hokey pokey. They got rid of it. People wanted it back. Yeah, I, I. If you ask any Hokie fan about favorite tradition other than the you know, Sandman or the Cannon or whatever, we really miss the stick it in chant uh, that was taken away a few years ago uh, on the goal line. Uh, coincidentally, the offense got really bad at running the football at the goal line when they took that away. So, so maybe we need to bring that back. I also wanted to get. I, I think I saw on your Twitter that you guys will be coming to Blacksburg for the game. So, what is it about? Blacksburg, what are you excited about other than the 60 minutes of football? Uh, I'm excited about the environment. Uh, I haven't been to a night game there yet, so I'm excited to see Enter Sandman at night. Um, I'm excited about making a short drive. We were in Conference USA for a long time, and the closest games we had were all in non-conference. So we've kind of been circling these games on our calendars for years. Um, Now that we're in the Sun Belt, we have a couple more options with like James Madison and App State. But we still have a lot of long drives for a lot of games. So uh, it's nice to have an in-state opponent that we can easily make the trip and go in and, and leave. So, yeah, I'm excited about just making the drive and being around a bunch of college football fans. Yeah, I too, like Mike, have, I've been to Lane for two games, but neither more night games. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I love college campuses in general. It just kind of... Uh, have an energy and youthfulness about them. So I'm really looking forward to walking across campus a little bit. Mike and I are staying not very far or kind of real, real, very close to campus. So looking forward to walking through campus and seeing some of the buildings that I've seen online pictures before. So that that'll be really cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful campus to walk around. It's it's pretty big. So so don't get too turned around because you might have a long walk back to your tailgate. Hey guys, this is Ali Jennings III, wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies. When I committed to Virginia Tech football, I committed to the best. That's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford. 
Why settle for less when you can have the best? Go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs. Tell them Ali sent you. That's Harvey's GM, Tyler Ave in Radford, or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info. Let's let's talk back to a little bit more football. Conference realignment has been the story of the summer, and Old Dominion sitting at the G5 level. One can't probably be feeling great about the direction that college football is heading in. However, Old Dominion, like you said, now in the Sun Belt, which has a lot of really good football programs, regionally tied in. There's a lot of regional rivalries there as well. Old Dominion might you can't be feeling too bad about yourselves right now being in the Sun Belt. Yeah, um, I think most Old Dominion fans are very happy with the move to the Sun Belt. Uh, obviously, we started football in 2009 as an independent. We went to the CAA, and those rivalries were, you know, very well received from most of our uh, most of our fan base. Then we went to Conference USA. It was kind of the move that we needed to make at the time to grow football, but ultimately, it was just not a great place for us. There were no rivalries. A lot of fans didn't really care about the matchups, and it just started to become a toxic is probably the wrong word, but just not a good place for us. And uh, the Sun Belt is, um, I think, is the perfect place for us right now, especially with all the weird stuff going on with con- conference realignment, the Power Five. I mean, I think the writing on the wall is there, and that eventually there may be a you know a breakup. But the leadership in the Sun Belt, I think, has it has a very right in building a regional conference with regional rivalries. And if, if there is a split that the Sun Belt is going to be very well positioned for having strong football with strong rivalries and people are going to want to tune in on TV, I think they're going to be able to sell that package. You know, fans are going to come to the games. So I think we're in a good position either way, depending upon what happens. Yeah. Aaron covered most of it. The only thing he missed from the conference USA days was, uh, apart from apathetic fan bases that we were playing against, we were also uh, on really weird channels. Like it was hard to track where you could watch the game. And I, I know this is not something that Virginia Tech fans are used to, but we one week would be on ESPN Plus, the next week would be on Facebook, the week after that it would be on Stadium, and then the next week it would be on um, BN Network, which is like a uh, a soccer channel, I think. So it was annoying to have to look every single time to find out where you could actually watch the game. Uh, So we are all on ESPN now, so we don't really have to think about it. Just put on ESPN Plus and we're good to go. Yeah, it was even worse than the other sports, basketball, the Olympic sports. Now it's very easy to find not only football and basketball, but to be able to watch baseball, volleyball you know, all the other sports, it's, it's really been a blessing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think one thing that's really good about Old Dominion being in the Sun Belt, we talked about like the regional rivalries and stuff like that as well with, you know, App State's not far, Marshall's not too far, like it, it, it fits, it makes sense. I also think as we go to the future of football, that seems to be what might be the most important thing here, right? I don't think Old Dominion fans are, are saying themselves a college football playoff or bust, right? You want to have a good season. You want to beat your rivals. You want to build a good program. And I think, you know, I've talked to people who are Marshall fans. They feel the same way. Appalachian State used to live in North Carolina. Those fans feel the same way. So I think ODU is in a really good place to grow. They're a really, really young program. I mean, this is what, year 14 or something? So uh, I think they're, they're in a good spot. Let's talk about year 14, though. A lot of new changes for the Monarchs, a lot of transfers from offense, uh, some new coaches, 
quick season prediction for the Monarchs? Uh, my window is between four and seven wins. And seven is pretty much everything needs to go perfect. And four is it started slow. But I think by the end of the season, we're going to see this offense start to click. I'm not sure how long it'll take. But we have a very difficult schedule. Sunbelt East is considered the best division in G5. Um, and then we're playing Wake at home, Virginia Tech on the road, and then we go on the road to Liberty. So um, we don't get a lot of games that you can just check off as an easy win. Um, so I'm thinking the offense gets going midway through the season and we can eke out um, between four and seven wins. Yeah, we were just talking about this the other night, Sam, uh, with me, Mike, and Gary on the podcast, and I'm kind of that same range as Mike. Um, I I wouldn't be shocked if we won four games, but I also wouldn't be shocked if we won six and we go to a bowl. Uh, I think we're going to know pretty early on. The first game's going to be tough just because we're on the road. It's Grant Wilson's you know, first FBS start. We're in lane at night, kind of like everything is not in our favor. But then we come home and we play Louisiana. So we've got a good football team in the Sun Belt. We hit Wake right after that. And then we have an FCS game. So I think I think we'll know a lot after the Louisiana game, but we'll know even more in game four. So no, I've been pretty impressed with what I've seen in the offseason. I'm I'm going to take the over here, and I'm going to say six wins. Um, and I would be very happy with that. And I think that Monarch fans should be extremely happy if we hit six this year. Yeah, losing your starting quarterback, starting running back, and starting wide receiver makes it makes it pretty tough to replace that production. And uh, Y'all got a heck of a coach, though. And so I think if anybody can, can pull the rabbit out of a hat, uh, Ricky Ryan might be the guy to do it. So... We'll see what is in store for the Monarchs. A lot of unknowns. I think very similar to Virginia Tech, who has a lot of unknowns, a lot of new faces. I think defensively, it's it's kind of the same. But on offense, you guys are no stranger to Grant Wells. You've gone up against him quite a few times. But obviously, the Hokies grabbed Ollie Jennings from the transfer portal, Richmond native, who's been at West Virginia and at Old Dominion. Uh, you know, Virginia Tech grabbed a new running back out of the transfer portal. A couple other wide receivers, one of them being from Norfolk State, uh, Daquan Felton. So a lot of new faces for both offenses in this one. I think that'll be really interesting. And like you said, the Sun Belt is really competitive. There are not any gimme games. It's a lot of programs that take football very seriously. So I think it's a good challenge for the Monarchs. And quite frankly, a position I think Hokie fans would like to be in. We play a lot of programs that don't necessarily take football as seriously as we do and still manage to beat us sometimes, which is quite annoying. Uh, prediction for the Hokies. And good luck on this one because... I quite frankly don't have uh, any idea. Hey Sam, before before we move on to that, and I'll let Mike take that one first. I know one thing that Mike and I've been telling a lot of folks with regards to change on our team, especially at the quarterback position, is that um, our previous quarterback left after the writing on the wall was that he was not going to be the starter; that he had been beaten out by the job. So a lot of folks that are kind of given a preseason look at what they think the Monarchs are going to do. And they're talking about losing a lot to the quarterback position. Um, I think Mike and I have a little bit different look on that, that we didn't really lose a transfer. You know, uh, Hayden went and found an opportunity that was a great fit for him. And he's a great dude. Um, but he wasn't going to be starting at Blacksburg. 
So I think we're probably in a better position going forward, and it's probably a plus. Yeah, uh, if I was trying to do a prediction for Virginia Tech, um, I don't, I don't know where to start. I, I, I like your defense. You got two great corners. Your defensive line is uh, pretty stout. Um, I like your running backs a lot, but I don't trust Grant Wells. Um, I've seen him twice against Old Dominion, and he was pretty awful both times. Um, receivers, you you pulled up guys from lower levels that were really productive at those levels, but. They are playing against ACC corners, so uh, I don't know how they'll do over the season. I know Ollie will produce for you, but um, it's kind of – I don't know really what you have there. Um, the defense yeah, has to be lights out, I think, for you guys to have a really strong season that you guys expect in Blacksburg. Um, I would probably say you're probably around six, seven yeah, wins. Yeah, I think that's – that's the hard part about this is you're trying to, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the consensus. Um, it needs to be six or seven wins. If it's not six or seven wins, we're going to have an issue again. Um, but I, I really do think it's so many unknowns and that's kind of the new age of college football too. It's, you know, it's a sport known for player turnover, but now it's, it's an annual thing where most teams are going to have unknowns across their roster. It's been awesome to talk with you guys thank you so much it's really interesting about the quarterback position uh i know the offensive coordinator is from fordham so that connection uh, i think is a is a big plus when you're looking at a new quarterback new offensive coordinator that they have worked together in the past quick game prediction from you guys before we let you go and we'll let you guys plug uh your awesome work at the monarchist i am taking the under i am taking odu on the spread and i'm taking virginia tech money line Mike's way more technical on this. I'm going to go with the uh, positive outlook for the Monarchs. I think we win by a field goal, something like uh, 2017, and uh, it makes the drive home for us just a little bit easier. As for where to find us, if hey, you're, Cam- if you're, <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Sam. No, I was going to say I uh, can't blame you for being positive. It would also be very, very Virginia Tech to lose Old Dominion at home. <laughs> we hope that that's the case, but. Uh, <laughs> If they're Monarch fans listening and they want to check us out, they can find us at uh, odumonarchist.com. We regularly have uh, blog posts on all kinds of different stuff, all sports, and obviously our two podcasts, the Monarchist Podcast. You can find it um, on the website or on Apple, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcasting app is. We also do uh, the Monarchist Basketball Show. So if you're a basketball fan, we do a season-long podcast with Coach Jeff Jones and all the players. Uh, we have a lot of t- a lot of fun with that, and uh, we hope that people tune in. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I really hope you enjoy your trip to Blacksburg. It's a very fun town, regardless if football is on or not. Um, if you need any recommendations, hit me up. And you know, I best of luck this season. Best of luck this weekend. And I hope you guys uh, enjoy the college football season. Thank you for Thanks, having Sam. us, and uh, return the the well wishes this year. Uh, after Saturday. Yeah,